Now, Positively Ernie with Ernie Anastas, a New York TV legend and radio host with great positive stories and interviews. Thanks, Ernie. You're the best. And now, here's Ernie. And hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're talking about good things today, as always, with good people. You want to talk about a good person? Oh, my God. I want you to meet Joan London. Does she need an introduction? Hold my hands. Will you please? My goodness. Unbelievable. She <laughs> hey, is the I best. introduced you when you, you came to New York. 1978, Joni. Yes. Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Yes. Do you remember that day? Oh I do. Oh, my God. Yes, of course. God, you were sitting on the set. You were with Roger Grimsby, mm-hmm. and you introduced me my first day. It was July 4th. How do you remember this? Because these I things? remember I covered the mind the, is a steel trap. This Ernie Anastas. <laughs> I remember the parade that I covered that day, and I came on the set. You are unbelievable. We've known each other. I can't tell you how many years since 1978. Yeah. And and you have done so many great things. I want people, if we have time, okay. I wish we had a whole day to talk to you. <laughs> but Joan London has done everything. I mean, how many years were you on Good Morning America? Uh, 18, uh, almost 20 years. Almost 20 yeah, years. I mean, I hosted for a little under 18, but I was there for 20 years. Unbelievable. Never did I believe when I started doing, um, you know, spots for Good Morning America. Yeah. I was still at WABC. Sure. Reporting and anchoring. Yeah. Did I ever think I'd be there for 20 years? No, you had the talent. You still do. But I remember when you were at Channel 7 in New York, and then you went to ABC and did Good Morning America with David Hartman, who's a wonderful yep. guy. And then um, Charlie, Charlie Gibson. Gibson. Exactly. I was with David for like 11 years, and then Charlie the next, you know. And I, in fact, I just heard from Charlie the other day. How's because he doing? He's doing great. He's Good. Tr- he's truly retired. Okay. Like, he's taking retirement seriously. yeah. yeah. And um, they were actually just moving. He's, he said, I'm moving from New York. I'm moving to Seattle because he has a daughter that works, oh. uh, I forget with what, Google or something mm-hmm, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we keep in touch. We send each other. And he said, so I'm going through the moving process because we just moved too. Yeah. And he said, and I found a bunch of pictures. And he sends me just a bunch of pictures, <laughs> like from various oh. places, sometimes I'm trying to figure out where were we. Oh my God, we were in Hong Kong. Oh yeah, you know it's like Joan. T- tell me something, okay? From from okay. all the experiences, we're going to stay with Good Morning America and what you did. From all the time that you were on the air, does one interview stand out? One assignment, something that you'd say, you know what? I really remember this, and you did so much. But is there is there one thing? That's like a flock of birds. Coming I know at it you. is. I know no, it is. Interview, I'd say Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Only because it was the ungettable. Yeah. And each network got to send. How'd you went, get him? Because they he came to the United States yeah. because Lord Mountbatten, his uncle, mm. who was really like a surrogate dad to yeah. him, because his dad was kind of cold and yeah, off I know that. From yeah. him. Prince Philip. Yeah. And um, so he had started a school in. New Mexico, I mm-hmm. guess. And then, of course, he was tragically killed in a terrorist attack. I yep. don't know if you remember Lord Mountbatten. Mm-hmm, sure. So Prince Charles was coming over here to, you know, anoint this school. Mm-hmm. And each network, because back in those days, there was just ABC, CBS, and NBC. Absolutely. There wasn't that was it. like a multitude of other channels. Yeah. The three networks could send a person. And at that time, um, I was sent from ABC. Jane Polly was sent from NBC. NBC, And at the time, Diane Sawyer was the host of CBS Morning. Right, exactly. And she was sent. And they took us into a room and gave us all the the rules. You can't sit before he sits. You don't Mm -hmm. shake his hand Mm -hmm. before he extends his. You... um, Call him your royal majesty to begin with, and your highness you afterwards. You had to go I mean, through. it's yeah. like, okay, let, right. let's go, you know, know, and do this interview. Yeah. So was he good? Did you like it? Um, so, And then they had a st- 
draw straws to see who went first. Really? So, oh, the one thing. At the time, Prince Andrew was dating this stripper called Koo Stark. Mm. So the big takeaway was you are not allowed to ask any question oh, yeah. about Koo Stark. Mm -hmm. First, Diane goes in, and four questions in, she asks she about Koo Stark. Oh, there you go. You so know, she's a he, journalist. Like, shut down. <laughs> That was it. He, she, really? She got zilch out of him after oh. that. And he can be very stoic mm. and quiet and stern. Mm -hmm. He's not exactly a jovial guy in an interview. Yeah. So now Jane went second. I, I obviously got short straw. And I was like, I don't know, seven months pregnant. I was so pregnant they were just allowing me to What year still, was that, Joni? It would have been, I think I was pregnant. I'm, I'm trying to remember who I was pregnant with. Yeah. Um, I've had so many children. Probably, 90s? I, I know, maybe maybe Sarah, which would have been um, 1987. 87, okay, so, all right. So Jane managed to, like, Jane probably, like, kind of get him back on track a little bit. And now I'm ready to walk out there. Okay. And Susan Winston, who is our producer, says, take your shoes off. Don't you remember he was the one who made that statement about women that he got so much in trouble for, mm -hmm. saying, let's keep him barefoot and pregnant? Mm. I said, I don't remember the phrase, mm. I'm not taking my shoes off. But I did use my pregnancy in the interview, you know, to get what you want out of someone. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to kind of verbally and emotionally take them by the hand and lead yeah. them down the path. Oh, you sure. know this. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, people attack senators on Capitol Hill and, you know, mm -hmm. why'd you do that? Mm -hmm. And like, then they give you what they want to say. Yeah, right. If you approach them and say, gosh, this is an interesting bill. Tell me how you came about doing right. this. They'll tell you everything. Exactly. Well, they open up. It's all because how you Because you bring them into it. the tent. Exactly. So, of course, yeah. I said to him, you yeah. know, um, I'm obviously, I'm pregnant right now. I know your wife is pregnant, too. We weren't supposed to ask anything about Diana okay. or, or kids. Well, you had a lot of rules, man. Oh, a lot wow. of rules. Oh, my goodness. So, here you are with Prince Charles. And, and I, you ask him what question? And I said, you know, um, when you, you're here opening this private school, yeah. you grew up always at a private school, living away at a private school. Yeah. And now you have a son and your wife is pregnant again. How are you feeling about what kind of schooling you want your mm. son to have? Mm -hmm. Do you want him to go the same route that you went? Because, mm -hmm. you know, that was you know, admittedly yeah. by you, kind sure. of a lonely route. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I, I mean, we're not, I'm not going to, oh, really? I don't want him to go on that route. Yeah. And now I've got him talking about the son. Mm -hmm. And I said, so I think, so I get this sense that, you know, having gone down that route that right. maybe you and Diana want to try to have a little bit more of a normal So you got into life. the Diana thing, didn't you? Now I got yeah, Diana into the right, conversation. Right. You opened it up. And I finally, in the end, got yeah. to say, and by the way, how is Diana doing? I don't want to oh, forget yeah. to ask that. Yeah. Oh, she's doing fine. I'm the only one that got that anything. That was it. Fantastic. That was it. They didn't shut you down. Well, you it's know how to do how it. you walk down the yeah. path. You know, Joni, you've done so many different things. Talk about interviews, talk about stories. And you know, when you think about it, right now, at this stage of life, you and I are both still active. And yeah. you, you're doing a lot of things. You yeah. continue to do that. Do you think the secret to feeling young, looking young, uh, and enjoying life... I think maybe life, we just have some good genes. Genes help a lot. I think. No, they do help, but you but have to be active. But your way of life is yes. also very important. Staying yes. active, eating healthy. Yeah. Um, but your mind is always working. And I think continuing to work. Continue. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see people all the time out and they'll say, oh, 
or how are you enjoying retirement? Now, I have a show on PBS called Second Opinion with yeah. Joan London. It's about health care. I have a, a podcast, podcast with Washington Post yep. and Cleveland Clinic on the future of health care. Uh-huh. I'm writing my 11th book. 11 book. Ten, I have yours right here. That was Wait my, a minute, right here. My, well, I'm, help. I'm writing my autobiography right now. Look but at this But this one. is available yeah. wherever you buy your books. <laughs> and this is by far my funniest book. Why did I come into this room? Yeah. A Candace story That's a great about title, aging. by the way. I like that. And you're talking My about aging? Said, you can't say that. That's like, you know, talking about, is it dementia? Like that 80% of the public <laughs> yeah. at a certain age? I yeah. said, yes, I'm going to talk about all those things. But you covered that subject, you know, how with about, good information and with some humor, which I think is very important. How about um, chapter 13? Huh. Um, uh, uh, which is, I laugh so hard, tears roll down my leg. Come on, every woman over a certain age has a leaky bladder. Or, um, oh, man. or one of my other favorites is... So good to go through this right there. You know, really, it's like, it's like you know, we're sitting in, well, I don't know, you're sitting at my house now, and we're just talking. We're not even on camera here, so go you ahead. You know, my, my last one, which is I want to yeah. be cre- cremated, it's my last I chance remember, yes, for in a the book, smoking yeah. hot body. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is great stuff because yeah. it's you. You know, what it is? Is it's you. You weren't afraid you. to say who you were. You know, I write. Will it really matter in five years? Mm. And that's about letting go of stupid stuff that people worry about and are angry about or sad about. Oh and man, you're like some little thing that they yeah. said to somebody, and then they like spend a week worrying about it. Will it really matter? You know, I, I wish years? I wish that that idea could really start at a very early age for people yeah. to be able to think about yeah. it and say, look, what am I truly concerned about in my life? Why should I sit there and worry about some of these things that really don't matter? And, 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 and that, that anger, that, that violence <clears throat> that we're experiencing, it's terrible. Well, you are a very positive person, obviously, you're doing this show. Yep. I'm probably one of the most positive people you know. You are. I am the I know glass half full girl. Yeah. Well, I didn't necessarily i don't know maybe we come out that way but i was certainly created that person was created by my mom mm-hmm. you met my mom of course and lovely gladdy positively Wonderful. i yeah. mean she was what a gem like a someone once said about her i gave a big party for her when she turned 75 yeah, yeah. and they got up and they said i would describe gladdy as like a shooting star oh. because even after she's come into a room uh-huh. she's so effervescent and so positive yeah. that after she leaves the room mm. you still you feel, feel it. absolutely that positivity she gave that to you she and your dad was influential as well my dad was yeah very influential in that he was an incredibly successful surgeon surgeon yeah um he was raised by missionaries, yeah. and when you graduate from Loma Linda University, mm-hmm. you're not just getting a medical degree. You are basically making a promise to go out in the world and be a, a missionary of mm-hmm. sorts to mm-hmm. heal people, sure. and that that is going to be the, the focus of your career, and it certainly was the focus mm-hmm. of his career, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to be just like him when yeah. I grew up. I wanted to be a doctor, you wow. know that. Yeah. And um, he, of course, we lost him. He, um, he crashed in our family airplane coming back from mm. speaking at a cancer yeah, convention. I was 13. Uh-huh. And then later on, right before I went away to college, I went to work in a hospital that he had helped to found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I found out pretty quick, stitches and scalpels were not going to be part of my career. <laughs> you decided then and not, there. Yeah, there, it That's takes it. a certain kind yeah. of person, yeah, but I true. always had at my core, at my yeah. heart, right. that I wanted to disseminate health information or do something mm -hmm. to help people And stay. you've been doing that on television. And I hogged all the health yeah. stories at GMA. I know. And since I left GMA, yeah. every show I've done, everything mm. I do has to do with being a health advocate. Health. And, and, and also motherhood, too. You did a show about moms. Yeah, well, but I mean, that's the same thing. Same thing. Same I mean, thing. what's the saying? There are two important days in your life, the day you're born and the day you discover why. Mm. And I discovered why. I, dis I think I discovered why I was... You know, that's so important. How I was going to make my mark well, on this world. You know what, world. but if you have a sense, any person has a sense of purpose. Yeah. That you believe yeah. that you have a gift, whatever it happens to be, and you're going to use it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Isn't that what keeps you really Absolutely. going all the time? That's why I wrote Healthy Cooking, Healthy yeah. Living, Growing Up Healthy. Right. Like all these... Right. Because I want to share. And the secret I found to writing a bestseller was don't just research a subject and share the information. I mean, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Be as authentic and raw and honest Be yourself. as you possibly can. Be yourself, exactly. And that really, to me, has mm. been the secret to how I've written successful books. So now I'm writing my autobiography. Yeah, that's going to be great. I, want, I can't wait for that. Let me ask you a question, because a lot of people ask me the same thing. Okay, I've done all these different things, won the awards and so forth. What do you want to do next? Now, I'm not going to answer that right now. I'm going to ask you, from all the things that you've done, you're, you're writing the autobiography and so forth, but is there something that you'd say, I, I'd like to still do this. I'm still excited about whatever it happens to be. Joan London, what is it? It's so hard. I mean, there's so many different mediums these days. And, you know, I'm lucky that after all these years, different things come to me. Mm. But I'm not done. I mean, it might not. be another TV show. It might be. It's certainly going to be another book. You're and open. not just the autobiography. Like, I've been writing this autobiography for a while. And yeah. then things come up. And, like, I see that aging is something everyone's talking about. Yeah. Like, okay, put the autobiography away. Yeah. Write a book about aging. And I'm glad I did it because I had a ball. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of done with that bucket list, like I want to jump out of an airplane and I want to... <laughs> Which you've done. I want to land on an aircraft carrier <laughs> I and I want to yeah. deploy with the Navy SEALs. Like I've done all those. I'm good at a cocktail mm -hmm, party. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You've yeah, got a lot to talk about. <laughs> but let me, let me tell you this too, because we both knew Irma Bombeck. Oh, sure. And she had a terrific quote and I use it often. She said, when I die and I go before God, I'm going to say I have nothing left I used all the talent you gave me. Ah, that's so Isn't great. Isn't that a great quote? I use that often because, I, and, and I think you and I both feel the same way. There's yeah. some talent left. Yes. There, there are some dreams and, and goals. And I'm using it up. I'm exactly. Still, you know, I do a lot of speaking. Yeah, I know you do. And when I was at Good Morning America, I never wanted to go out and speak anywhere. It scared me to death. And people mm. would say, how can you be scared yeah. and unnerved in front of 300 people sure. when 26 million people see you every morning. Right. I said, yeah, but I don't see any of them. <laughs> I see my stage manager. Right, it's just that camera. And it used to really unnerve me. And yeah. I had a great excuse. I'm so sorry. I know you want me to speak at this wonderful event, but I yeah. don't know next year on that day where Good Morning America might so what have turned me in it the around? world. What changed it? So when I left Good yeah. Morning America, right. I was asked to... Um, Tony Robbins approached me oh. and said, I'm doing a speaking tour mm. um, over the next three years. I'd like to hire you to, to, be at, wow. to speak at all of He's these. He's a giant. He's a giant. Yeah. And so I remember I went to the first one. It was like 
I don't know, Atlanta or Detroit in the big stadium where they're where the basketball team plays. Like, you know, it's a 26,000, yeah. and there were like 26,000 people there. I'm sure, yeah. I don't ever, I could never figure out how do you fill these stadiums. Mm, well, he's a but big But he's name. amazing. Sure. And he would always have me, and so he said, I want you to always, I get someone, one of my speakers, to do the breakfast, I get another one to do the lunch. People pay, you know, I don't know. Whatever. $350 yeah. extra to go to the breakfast, and you'll just answer questions and talk. And that was one of the best things ever because mm. it just made me get comfortable yeah. extemporaneously mm -hmm. speaking and answering questions. That was with a no huge script. crowd, though. Wow! And then when I go into the arena, mm. and he always had me go first because I was always the morning girl. Oh yeah! And the first time it was like surreal. I mean, I, I and I, I mean, I used to get like red and blotchy oh, on my chest. Oh man, you were all I, nervous. It was just yeah. torture to me. <laughs> but that was like baptism by fire. Yeah. And little by little by little, I am living, walking proof that you can turn a total fear yeah. into a total passion. Yeah. And because it works for you. Speaking today, it, I probably do 30 speeches a year. Yeah. I don't get nervous. I get so excited about it. So you took it. what was bothering you and you yes. turned it into an asset. I used fear and yes. turned it into fuel. But isn't that a wonderful feeling when you overcome something? Yeah. You know, when you're yes, able to say, I, I, I did it. this. And it gives you the power and the strength to keep going. Uh, if you were to give advice to a young person, uh, whether they're going into the broadcasting business or not, but just something that you have gained your experience through life, what little nugget would you share with somebody and say, this is what I think you should think about and remember? First of all, you got to be open to opportunities because yeah. people hear them all the time, yeah. but like they think, oh, maybe for somebody else, like don't sell yourself mm -hmm. short. Here's my motto that I've somehow came by early yeah. on and have lived by ever since. Okay. Whenever anyone asks you if you can do something, just say yes. And then go figure out how to do it. <laughs> just because you haven't done it before. Yeah. When you think about your capabilities, don't just think about what you're doing right now and what right. you've done in the past. Think about all the things that you might be good at if you just had the opportunity to try it. But you know what? You have to gain some type of confidence. Now, you're a mother. Okay. And I want you to talk a little bit about the kids. You're a mom, and you know one of the best things you can give your child is a sense of self-esteem. Yeah. To feel good. And if they're going to follow that philosophy that I'm going to try this, I'm going to say yes to it, they've got to feel good about themselves. So how do you how do you do that with your so kids? So I always say yeah. that, you know, when people introduce me at speeches and she's uh -huh. covered, you know, you know, five presidents, three royal weddings, blah, blah, blah. And in her spare time, she has seven kids. It's always the seven kids that get the applause. Of course, of course. Because that's the har hardest job. Know, it really I know, is. I know, I know. So I have three older girls that I, I had them all when I was at Good Morning America, and sure. they are all amazing adults. I know them all. And, you know, Jamie's a podcast host, a, mm -hmm. a wellness coach, a, a mm -hmm. Instagram influencer. Gratitude. I mean, yep. she, she has a gratitudeology. Sure, sure. Um, the podcast, she has Off the Gram. She's represents a huge line called Zuda on QVC. She's just and I wonder where she got that from. I wonder where she got all this <laughs> yeah. from. And she has two adorable little boys, uh -huh. eight and four. And then Lindsay, she's the next one down, yep. and she 
she has this artistic flair, and I don't know where she got it, but she started <laughs> doing things with Play-Doh, and she now is a Play-Doh artist that for Netflix. I've seen her work. And it's like extraordinary. she did the Mutant Ninja Turtle oh, movie yeah. right now. She did the Paw Patrol movie. She does like signing boards for Bob Mitzvahs. It's like crazy. Um, and she has two beautiful little kids, mm -hmm. Parker. Yeah. Uh, she's in third grade, and little Leo, who's just so cute, you could just eat him alive. <laughs> and. Um, and then there's Sarah, and Sarah is uh, four years younger. She's 36, 36, 40, and 43. Mm. And mm. Sarah mm. A lot is of experience. like a video production yeah. uh, uh, supervisor. She's incredibly think-out-of-the-box sure. creative, sure. and she does this for a lot of high profile. And I remember Sarah called me one time. I talked her into going on during the summer on this uh, across Honduras trip instead yeah. of going on the Europe go to Europe and like flit uh -huh. around I had her go on this trip that was hiking a mountain and going down the rapids of a river and all this she said I got on the side of this mountain and I just wanted it to be over I wanted a helicopter to come and get us uh -huh. and then I remembered what my mom always said you have to want it yeah. more than you're afraid of it sure sure I want this more than I'm afraid of it yeah. I said Oh my God, and that I made actually it influenced her. And the then influence? the younger kids, yeah. though, I think are hard. You know, I have two sets of twins, yeah. um, 20 years old and 18 years old. Yeah. But they're growing up in a very different world. And why is it so different? different. Tell me, tell me what you, tell what you, do you worry one word, about, iPhone, okay? What do you worry one about? One word, yeah. iPhone. If I oh, was yeah. running the world, I would end TikTok tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, let me just no, go on record. It's it all on be, the phone, I agree with you. It would be gone. Yeah. Horrible influence on our children mm -hmm. and China that gave to us. Yeah, it's banned in China. Like, yeah. does that not tell you something? Let me tell you something. It, you know that I taught um, for a while at, at Lehigh University. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was on my bucket list. Yeah. Teach at a university, yeah. and you did it. And I did it. They yeah. asked me. Yeah. I never taught it anywhere, and yeah. so I had to come up with a, a synopsis of the class and the curriculum and book guests and the whole thing. And you know, and. Um, and when I was there, it was once again trying something I'd never done before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Like, really, really sure, a lot of work. Sure. But, you know, I think that my kids see that and they say, oh, wow, she did something totally out of the box. Mm -hmm. So one day I asked my 38 uh, students, 18, 19, 20 years mm -hmm. old, I'd come, we'd come off the big anniversary of 9-11. I said, did any of you watch any of the wonderful uh, documentaries? Not one, not one hand. Mm. So, mm -hmm. by the way, do you guys watch? Where do you watch your news? You watch it on TV? Yeah. Not one hand. Oh, I'm not surprised. And I said, all right, no. I take personal offense it's, to it's that. It's here on the phone and it's I social said, so media. So, do you get it on your laptop? Yeah. One or two hands. So, right. wait a minute. You guys get all of your news off your phones? Sure. Yep, everyone. Yeah. yeah. I said, so how many of you have. Um, have downloaded something CBS, NBC, ABC, NPR, New York Times, no. anything that right. you're going to get news every day. Right. None. Of course. I said, okay, so your assignment for today is you have to download <clears throat> something that's going to give you new, news mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I so, said, do you think on TikTok they're going to yeah. tell you what's going on in Ukraine or what's going on? I was so astounded and so... Oh, by the way, by the end of the class... I made everyone put away anything technical. They had put away iPads, yeah. laptops. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I don't know whether you're taking notes or whether you're choosing between the red and the blue 
Nike. But Joan, you know, it's a way of and life. They all changed. They started yeah. asking my guests questions. There Their you go. Praise went up. Well, you have to give them some guidance. But you know, the phone it's is what everybody's horrible. locked into. Somebody coined this once. They said it, it's called um, social ego media. And it's like, you know, putting all the time and energy into this. Who's doing what? What am I seeing? Can I put myself in there? Can, and, it, and it seems that it's one more outrageous thing after another. It's, Trying to compete so with one another for attention. being raised yeah. in this world that's right now filled with so much hatred. That's disgusting. And it's not just hatred, because it used to be that I'm sure a lot of those people that mm-hmm. are voicing their hatred yeah. had the hatred in them. Yeah. But now we've given everybody permission to... Mm-hmm anonymously mm. verbalize. Well, you just said the key. The key. Anonymously. Hate, you and I as journalists have always been careful about sources and making oh sure that we have God. integrity and facts and information correct when we're reporting. Now anybody can do it and yeah. say anything you want and there's no accountability. And, and that's a big part of the problem. And they can put it up as though they're another news outlet when right. they're not a news outlet. And the other thing is that people believe it. I know. Okay, it's people sad. believe it. Is it news you know, or views? You can't put the toothpaste back in the I know. tube, I don't think. I know. It's a think sad thing. Think of how much has changed since you and I started reporting. A yeah. uh, couple of quick questions okay. that I'd like to ask. Uh, fill in the blank. Okay. Fill in the blank. What the world needs now is what? What do we need? Hmm. Um, a female president that's going to have a heart but know how to discipline the kids, which is okay. the basic public. Okay. Female president. That's what yes. you're looking for. We'll see what happens in the election. Okay. You know, there are some choices well, that's out true. there. That's true. There's a female That's running. true. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's I good? I didn't make a political statement, by the way, just then. I <laughs> you should just, run. You I should just, run. Joe London know, for president. I, I did a speech in yeah. front of NAS, the uh-huh. National Association of Secretaries of State okay. in Washington in January, and I talked about the changes in media and the changes in politics, yeah. which have created the perfect storm mm. right now. Yeah. And at the end, I was speaking to every Secretary of State of every state in the United States and their staffs. Mm. And at the end, I had like one after another, you should run for office. You and should. Truth be told, yeah. I've always had it in the back of my mind. Well, it's never too late. I don't know if I would you want might. to do it in today's world. No, you can make a difference, I almost though. did it. When make a I difference. was in Sacramento, California, yeah. Yeah. I was on KCRA. I was mm-hmm. anchoring. Right. And I went to he- see a speech of... She was a congressman, um, mm-hmm. a congresswoman, Pat Schroeder. Oh, yeah, sure. I was so Remember inspired by her. Yeah. I took my mom to lunch a couple of days later and said, I'm going to run for office. She said, what are you talking about? You're a star on television. I show all my friends. Don't get off the news. Oh. I said, Mom, I think I can make more of an impact wow. on the world if I run. And I'm a consumer reporter and anchor. Like, I'd be better. I could help consumers more if I ran. Yeah. And I was really serious. Two weeks later, I got the offer to move to New York. And, and there you are. And there Although, I am. you know, if, if you if you'd gone into politics, you know, there, there's a nice quotation. I love quotations. Uh, Me decisions, too. decisions determine destiny. Yeah. And you make a decision and, and it takes you somewhere. I love you. You know that everybody loves Joan London. Thanks for sharing so many great stories with us. Uh, good my luck. Pleasure. All good things for you and your family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love you. Bye. See you next time.